This week on Inside Motorsport, we hear from the winners at the Gold Coast and Eugene Arocca, the head of CAMS. Chaz Mostert had one hand firmly grasp the Pertec Cup along with co-driver Steve Owen when they won the Saturday 300 kilometres at the Gold Coast. Here's some of what they had to say following the race. So pretty tricky conditions there for, for every driver today. The, this is probably the most sketchiest track I've ever driven on in the rain. So um, white lines, zebra crossings, crowns in the road, uh, you know, blocked gutters. It's all, it's all going on out there. So uh, yeah, just glad, glad to get the goods for the guys because the car was very, very speedy as you could see out there. And um, it's also great for the team, you know, to, to get one too. And apparently Ford's um, wrapped up the manufacturer championship too. So it's, it's pretty good for them as well. So uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, collecting surfboards is, is a fair bit of fun. And it was good fun out there with guys like PD out the front because, um, you know, he's sort of got his head screwed on and, well, most of the time, <laughs> apart from the crash. But, you know, you know, you can go door to door with him, you know, and in these conditions you can do that sort of and use multiple lines. It was great fun. On Sunday, they wrapped up the Pertec Cup with a solid performance. And although everything didn't go their way, Chas Mostert and Steve Owen were apt to be the first Ford combination to ever have won the Pertec Cup. I didn't actually realise that Ford hasn't won it before, so uh, it's pretty cool to see those stats. But um, yeah, come close in 2014 with the Bathurst win with Paul and then um, come second, I think, in the Enduro Cup that year. So it's pretty cool to get a cup today. It's uh, But saying that, we all won the one at the end of the year. So um, yeah, today just wasn't quite our day. We, we ended up seventh with some pit stop issues. But um, overall, the car was pretty speedy this weekend, so we could take that from here and uh, head to New Zealand for the next round. Sunday's race winner, though, was Scott McLaughlin and Alex Premer. A fantastic drive by Alex Premer set up the victory. Here's what Scott McLaughlin had to say. You know, obviously, you know, we'd come into the race, um, Jamie on pole, you know, uh, we were 13th and nothing was looking too good and the car was pretty bad in that qualifying session. Um, really nothing, no positive. So, um, you know, Alex basically saved the day. He um, came through and, and like a champ and, you know, I jumped in the car, it was P5. We jumped winner bottom in the pit stop. So I think we were like P4 at the time. And then we were able to sort of just knuckle down and um, had really good pace. The car was completely different. It was actually better than it was on Friday when it was its best. And, um, you know, I, I was very surprised to pop out in front of Jamie. I thought he probably would have had us, but, um, uh, yeah, when we popped out in front, I was like, oh, we're on. So it was uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, yesterday was a wet condition. Today was dry condition. So obviously, yeah, the condition was completely different. Uh, <laughs> after that, yeah, yesterday was uh, was not easy. Yeah. The car was hard on the, on, on the wet condition, yeah. Uh, came back, yeah, uh, we finished P12, yeah, we scored points, but that was not super great. And uh, I would say especially the first few laps, yeah. Uh, with the massive rain, yeah. I think it would have been nice yeah, to have a, a safety car, but anyway. Um, today has been pretty good. I had a good start, and uh, I didn't know the, the, the car how it would balance, and uh, the car felt pretty good after the first uh, few laps, and uh, just, yeah, built some confidence on, on the track. I love that track, yeah, on the street rest track, and, uh, yeah, it was getting better and better, and uh, I knew that, yeah, I could uh, catch up some guys, and uh, with Ludo and Scott, yeah, before the race, yeah, uh, the tech tactic yeah, was like yeah just to not to do dive bomb yeah, but try to to get back on top eight yeah, tr to try and to help uh, Scotty yeah, to 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 have a, a good finishing and uh, I think yeah uh, I set it up yeah uh, I don't want to say everything but it was pretty good start yeah for for, for the race 
but yeah, really happy about the car and uh, I could do some really good overtaking. So at the end, yeah, the car was definitely much better than yesterday. Ludo worked really hard on, on the car and uh, that was pretty good drive. Yeah, really pumped yeah, for, for Scotty also for hoping for the championship. So yeah, so far so good. Yeah, really happy about that day. Jamie Winkup takes the points lead after his performance of second place on Sunday at the Gold Coast. Here's his thoughts on his weekend. We'll go as hard as we can for the last four races and um, see where we go. I think we probably stuck um, on our strategy. We probably should have changed it up and uh, been a little bit more aggressive. Um, but at the end of the day, good points. Um, got a surfboard, not the one we wanted. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're, there's plenty of fight left in us. The series now heads to New Zealand to Pukekohe for the penultimate round. Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 news know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on inside supercars. Well, they don't call 200Ks. They call it, a, you know, a 200 race, don't they? Isn't that how it works? Perth 400. Doesn't necessarily have to add up to 400Ks. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. Eugene Rocker is the CEO of CAMS and he joins us now on Inside Motorsport. Eugene Rocker joins us on the line now, the CEO of CAMS. It's a pleasure to have a chance to have a chat with you after we've seen such a hectic season. And of course, uh, for CAMS, the uh, first and big national championships have all been wrapped up at the Gold Coast with uh, David Wall taking Carrera Cup. And that was an exciting moment for that, uh, well, for that driver and team. Oh, look, it's always good when you get to the end of a season when championships start to uh, be determined. And uh, we're, as much as we're happy for David, we're also equally happy for young Nick, young Nick Rowe, who did pretty well with the Australian Formula 4 championship. And uh, along with a few other events, obviously there's still the supercars, but it's very much in play. But uh, Gold Coast is a wonderful event. The weather on Saturday was obviously challenging, but uh, for a street circuit, it certainly puts on a fair, a fair few highs um, and lows for some drivers who come to grief, but it's a fantastic event. Mm. Now, you mentioned Formula 4. Uh, what is it now, end of year three? End of year three, and look, you know, we'd be lying to you if we didn't say it had been a tough slog, and uh, anyone who invests in anything will generally find that you don't make returns in the first year or two, particularly if you've got a long game in play, but I thought that um, the driving has been, or I think, I believe, the driving has been competitive, the young drivers that are finding their way through that pathway either into international or now national opportunities is growing. Um, I can tell you that we've had unprecedented interest from parents uh, towards the end of this year for 18. Um, normally, the teams are out there scouting around, but I had one report from one team saying they'd received 20 inquiries thus far. Now, there's obviously a, a fair few that may not follow through, but, uh, you know, like any long-term investment in sport, you often have to go through some hard yards. And if you look at the AFL and you look at Gold Coast, you look at Brisbane Lions, you look at some of the teams that have invested in the GWS, they're talking millions and millions of dollars for a long-term game. And we feel the same with respect to Formula 4, although we're not talking about millions and millions of dollars. So um, my long wrap to your question is, uh, it's been another challenging year in terms of uh, driver numbers. We've generally hovered above 10 to 11. Uh, we expect that that will continue climbing over the next two to three years, and it's very exciting. Now, of course, uh, whilst this isn't supercars related, it's still uh, the pathway to supercars for many, or it will be. Uh, Formula 4 next year changes its model, I believe, and teams will then be able to own cars and, and work uh, away from yeah. the um, higher car system that you've got now. Yeah, 
I mean, look, we, we've taken on anecdotal information suggesting that the teams want to buy the cars. I must say that the cars have been up for sale since the start of 2017. Um, it's just that the price hasn't attracted the teams. Um, there is a, a likelihood that the cars have only got three years of life left in them. And so we've encouraged, that's 18, 19 and 20, so we've encouraged teams by lowering the price a little to assist them in making that decision. And we know already that there's uh, three uh, buyers that have come forward and expressed interest and serious interest, and none of those are from the current team. So we expect that uh, a couple of the current teams will ramp up their interest and possibly buy one or two cars each. So I think if you're going to buy an F4 car, the first three years have been done and dusted. Um, we expect it to be around for a lot longer than that. And now's a good opportunity for any prospective uh, parent competitor team to consider the buy option because it's obviously you can amortise the cost over a longer period of time and it's cheaper than having to pay 20000 a year in a lease fee. So we've tweaked the model. We've also tweaked the, uh, uh, the championship prize money. Uh, we've had to lower those because inevitably uh, the cost that CAMS is uh, spending to invest in the sport needs to be moderated a little bit, but we still think it's a very attractive uh, package and we're hopeful of getting 13 to 15 drivers next year, which for an open-wheel class at junior level in Australia would be pretty good. Mm. You can hear more from Eugenia Rocker on this week's Inside Supercars at sportradio.com.au. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.